Hello, everyone, and a very warm welcome to another edition of Marketing the Invisible. My name is Tom Poland, joined today by Joey Coleman. Joey, a very warm Australian g'day. Welcome. Where are you hanging out, sir? G'day, Tom. Appreciate being here. I'm actually at my home in Boulder, Colorado, which is pretty much the almost exact opposite of Australia in terms yes. of uh, both longitude and latitude. So uh, it's a pleasure I, to be here. I'm sitting, sitting on the sand next to the waves, and you're sitting on the snow next to the mountains. Yes, sir. Uh, and I believe you're there like seven days a month. So uh, thank that, you That's so what much. it feels like. No, I appreciate your flexibility. I, I spend a lot of time on the road, so I appreciate you making the time to work this into the schedule. And folks, the reason that Joey spends so much time over the road is that he is a genuinely in-demand global speaker. He's actually a multi-award-winning speaker, and he's won prizes ahead of New York Times bestsellers and other, other New York Times bestsellers and all sorts of entrepreneurs. And, and uh, Joey just slops up there, pardon me, Joey, in, in his jeans and his shirt. and, and Exactly. Knocks. They don't see me coming, Tom. It's yeah. a little sneak. Fly, flies you know, under the a country radar, boy Joe. who shows up and takes the mic and we have some fun. Yeah, and the, the guy who introduces him says, I've got someone here, Joey someone. Uh, Joey who? Oh, it's Joey Coleman, I think. But by God, they, they don't forget that performance once you're off the stage. So for those of you who don't know Joey, he wrote Wall Street Journal number two bestseller, Never Lose a Customer Again. It's freaking awesome. I've been a cheapskate and downloaded the first three chapters. <laughs> and the model is offers great clarity and insight and practical strategies for doing exactly that, never losing a customer again. So let's rock and roll, Joey. The title, of course, is How to Never Lose a Customer Again. We can do that in just seven minutes. Your time starts now. Question number one is, who is your ideal client? My ideal client is an organization that has realized that only focusing on acquiring new customers is a long-term recipe for failure. Most businesses aren't paying enough attention to the folks who have already raised their hand and said, I want to become a customer. Instead, they're chasing the hot, flashy new thing. And when companies don't do that, that is very problematic. So if an organization has realized that they need to pay a little more attention to who's already in the house, as opposed to chasing new folks, we're going to have some great conversations. Right. So thank you. Six and a half minutes left. Question two, how would you describe the problem that you solve? I help companies keep their customers. All too often, companies are focused on acquiring but not retaining. So what I've developed is a methodology, a practice, and a philosophy for you, how you can systematically create the types of experiences that will keep your customers coming back for more. What can you do to successfully onboard them, particularly in the first 100 days of the relationship, to create the kind of long-term interaction and connection that will keep them customers for many years to come? Fabulous. Thank you. So five and a three quarter minutes left. Question number three, what are some of the typical symptoms that your clients, I should say prior to becoming clients, are going to be experiencing in their businesses? They're going to be seeing increased or high levels of churn. Most companies aren't paying attention to how many of their customers are leaving on a monthly basis or even a quarterly basis. If you're not, start paying attention to that. They're going to be experiencing struggles with employee morale because the customer situation and the customer relationships are so frayed and strained that it's causing issues within the company. And they're probably going to be seeing, if they're seeing an increase in sales, they're not necessarily seeing an increase in revenue hmm. because while sales are going up, their overall sales are going down from their existing customers. So they're kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul. Customers coming in the front door and heading out the back one just as fast. You guessed it, Tom. You guessed it. <laughs> Thank you. Just under five minutes left. 
what are some of the common mistakes that prior to finding you, you discover your clients are making? They've become aware of the problem, become aware of the symptoms, and they do stuff that's going to fail. So what are some of those things that, that fail? Well, one of the main problems that organizations have is when they realize that they're hemorrhaging, they try to go get new customers hmm. instead of solving the problems. I've got an idea. Let's throw more customers into the mill and hope we keep some of those. And if we haven't systematically fixed the problems that are causing our customers to leave, it's just throwing more bad after good. We're not even attempting to make this a better situation. The additional problem that they often find themselves facing is that there isn't someone in the organization who is speaking for the customer. Customer. They have people who are responsible for other aspects of the business. You, you think of a chief marketing officer is responsible for getting new customers or a chief sales officer. How many companies have a chief retention officer or a chief experience officer? Mm. Not many. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or as one organization <laughs> explained to me, they had a chief marketing officer and I said, well, customer service? Oh, that's the administration officer. Yes. Okay. Oops. Yeah, the lowest paid, least status held people in the organization are usually the ones that we leave responsible for maintaining our relationships with the people who are actually paying to keep the lights on. Wow. Okay. Thank you. Question five, three and a half minutes left. One valuable free action that an audience member could take that's not going to solve the whole problem, but it's going to take them a step in the right direction. Tom, this is going to sound so basic, but it's anything but. I would say actually writing a handwritten thank you note to your existing customers, telling them how much you appreciate their business, how much you value their relationship, and how committed you are to continuing to serve them well. We've all heard about the power of a thank you note, but here's the interesting thing. Anybody who's listening, I would ask you, do you have somewhere in your home or your office a handwritten thank you note that someone has written to you? the majority of your audience will raise their hand and say yes. Now I would ask, is that thank you note more than six months old? Again, the majority of people will raise their hands and say yes. Why? Because an analog or physical artifact showing that we are appreciated is such a rare commodity in an increasingly digital, ethereal age that we actually hold on to those because they are such a powerful memento of what the relationship is. Write the thank you note. It will change your relationship. Fantastic. Thank you. Question six, two and a quarter minutes left. I'm after one valuable free resource that we can direct people to that's going to help them even more. So I get the opportunity, as you mentioned earlier, to speak to audiences around the world about the power of the first 100 days of the relationship and the eight phases of the customer journey and what you can do to help each customer through those phases. I've put together a starter implementation kit that outlines those eight phases as well as the six tools I use in each one. So if you're doing the math, six times eight means you have 48 ideas of things you can do to retain your customers. It also includes blank worksheets that you can print out and go through with your team. It's also self-explanatory. It's much shorter than the book, and it's available at joeycoleman.com. J-O-E-Y, Coleman, C-O-L-E-M-A-N.com. Go grab it. If you can't find it, there's a great little search feature on there. Just search for 100, I guess, or starter. So, starter would be a great word. Starter, yes. So question seven, Joey, last question, and a whopping 75 seconds left. What's the one question I should have asked you but didn't? You know, it's interesting, Tom, in this lengthy conversation that we've had, there are so few things that we've had the chance to fully dive into. But I would say the one that has really surprised me is the benefit that you get as an organization from focusing on your customer experience 
as it relates to the employee experience. See, uh -huh. I believe that customer experience and employee experience are two sides of the same coin. As you polish one, the other happens to brighten. As your customer experience goes up, your employee experience goes up. If your employee experience is miserable, I can almost guarantee that your customer experience will be miserable as well. The methodologies and the practice that I outline in Never Lose a Customer Again are designed to help you create better connection with your customers. But by implementing them, you will necessarily create a better environment for your employees. And while retention is a phrase that folks are maybe familiar with as it relates to customer experience, it's also an incredibly important phrase as it relates to employee experience. Perfect. So I'm a big fan of creating the kind of experiences that keep your customers and your employees loyal, focused, engaged, and committed. Joey Coleman, thank you so much. Thanks for checking out our Marketing the Invisible podcast. If you like what we're doing here, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. It's very much appreciated. And if you want to generate five fresh leads in just five hours, then check out www.5hourchallenge.com.